I believe this is the sixth uh, in the series of the I Am's of the Lord Jesus. And this is from John chapter 11. So if you'd turn there, uh, we're going to read verses 17 through 27. So when Jesus came, he found that he, that is Lazarus, had already been in the tomb four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles away, and many of the Jews had joined the women around Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Now Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him, but Mary was sitting in the house. Now Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. Lord, we bow before you as the Lord of life. And we rejoice that we can hear your word and then it prepares us to come with a right heart to you, our King. And so we thank you for uh, this time. Help us to have ears to hear and also to apply your word in Jesus' name, amen. Well, after four days, it was certain that Lazarus was really dead. He didn't swoon, as some weird things say, and, and he had been entombed for at least several days. And Mary and Martha, who are dear friends of, of the Lord, you know, they were grieving, and they were wondering, you know, why wasn't Jesus here? If he had been here, you know, we needed him, in other words. He could have prevented this, or we, we needed him. We needed his presence. But, of course, the Lord was going to reveal himself and reveal again in all of the I am's that he is God. And he was gonna do that by showing his almighty power here, the power to raise the dead. That he could bring a soul uh, of a, a man back into his body since he put it there in the first place. But Martha, while I believe was a woman of faith, was grieving because she would not see her brother again until the general resurrection of the dead at the last day. So she wasn't grieving, I believe, as those who have no hope. Like maybe some of those here who are wailing and mourning around her. She knew that the Lord could have healed Lazarus if he had been there, or even at a distance. And she said, even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will do. So she believed, she had faith, that if Jesus prayed to the Father, if he prayed, that he would be answered by his Father which he was going to do here. But Jesus was going to show that by his word, his word, then in the flesh, he can do anything. But it appears that she was assuming that maybe Jesus wouldn't do that now. And after Jesus said that Lazarus would rise again, she uh, took this as a future event at, at the last day. But Jesus had a message for her and for those uh, around her, certainly, and for us, that he is the resurrection and the life. And that he had all power then, and he has all power now, and he is not limited by time in exercising it in any way he pleases. And he was revealing himself as God, 
for whom nothing is impossible. And in the flesh, he had all power. He had all power now, basically, and he has it now. He is still in his glorified body, and he is sitting on the right hand of God in the place of power, in the place of authority. He is the resurrection and the life. Hebrews 7, verse 16 says, he has the power of an endless life. And some said that while he was in the flesh, his power was somehow diminished, but that is utterly false. He never relinquished any power, any glory. Calvin said of Jesus that his divinity was concealed temporarily under a veil of flesh. Colossians 1 says that Jesus is the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have the preeminence. And because he was the first to rise from the dead in his own power, the first among many brethren, according to Romans 8, 29, he is worshiped as the Lord of all creation, as he should be. Romans 1, 4 says that he is declared to be the son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. By the resurrection. He's declared to be the son of God. And so here is Martha. She's standing before God Almighty, Jesus Christ, who uh, has always had the power to raise someone from the dead. And to the question, do you believe this? That is that, you know, whoever believes in Jesus shall never die. In other words, that he has the power of life. She boldly asserts in almost the same words that Peter would say, I believe that you are the Christ, the son of God. So Jesus blessed Peter for saying that phrase later by saying that flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, Peter, but my Father who is in heaven. So God had revealed that also to Martha, and he has revealed that to us by his grace. Brothers and sisters, we are standing today before the Lord Jesus Christ. We are worshiping the Lord in his presence together, who is the resurrection and the life. He's, we're standing before him like Martha was, although she was there physically, but he is certainly here, praise God, and we have the same question before us. Do we believe that he is the resurrection and the life? I believe we do. And if we say we do, then we can rejoice and sing praises as we have been and partake in this communion meal with great joy because he is here in all his resurrection power through his spirit. And we can also say to him the same way, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. As we come to the table, that's what we're saying, basically. We say that in a number of ways each Lord's Day in the service. And we affirm it then by coming in faith to receive these elements, these reminders of the cost of our redemption. And we can and we should experience and we should live out the power of the resurrection daily. We're called to do that while we wait for our glorified bodies. His resurrection is the guarantee of our resurrection. And how often, I wonder, does this great hope and the assurance that we have of the resurrection of our bodies, how often does that enter our minds, really, or change the way we speak or act on a daily basis? Job said confidently, for I know that my Redeemer lives and he shall stand at last on earth, on the earth. And after my flesh is destroyed, this I know, that in my flesh I shall see God. So in his resurrected body, he would see God. Matthew Henry said, man consists of body and soul, and provision is made for the happiness of both by a good God. 
Acts 4.33 says that with great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. They did so with great power. And may we give this bold witness also that we have been regenerated by the power of the Holy Spirit, by the power of the resurrection. We have been born again by the one who is the resurrection and the life, who is eternal life. He gives us eternal life in him. And like Paul in Philippians 3.10, that we would plead like this more often, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. And the last part of that says, and the fellowship of his sufferings becoming like him in his death. So we should say, Lord, do in us whatever you want to do. And help us to live out daily the power of the Holy Spirit in us. The power of the resurrection. What do you think our church would be like? How would we be different if we experienced and lived out this power more fully? I believe we are. And Phil and I, and I know many of you are praying that we will find out the answer to that question. We will see it more and more. That he will work mightily in us for his glory through his resurrection power. Let's pray. Oh Lord, we do rejoice this morning that you are the resurrection and the life. We come to your table now in faith, Lord, asking that we might know you and the power of your resurrection and that we too might witness of you and your work of redemption by the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, may we come rightly now before you as our king who is our life, For we ask it in the name of the King of kings, our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.